0: The following episode contains strong language, violence, crude humor, and references to drugs and alcohol.
1: Previously on Masks and Mayhem.
0: So I don't
2: have any hard evidence yet, but I really want to ask you guys to look into something.
1: Shoot, cowboy.
2: Gives you the file. It's the Beachline neighborhood, uh, which is kind of like in the very eastern corner of Riverside, uh, like along the along the water. You know, just with the recent rise in gang activity, just been kind of trying to track some things, and we haven't been able to pinpoint it. But it feels like everything's coming out of this neighborhood.
3: Do I know anything about this neighborhood?
2: Yeah, it's it's a residential neighborhood, definitely a little sleepier. You know it's along the water, so it's uh, you know, near the docking areas. Does this have anything to do with the, um, sensor installations last month?
3: Can you tell me about those? Sometimes, you know how it can be. Sometimes, uh, not all the departments tell each other, like, stuff as fast as they should, so. So, yeah, we had a couple
2: people come around the neighborhood, and they said they had some kind of permit from the city, and said that they were installing sensors, something about, you know, speeding tickets, and also sound, like, noise violations, and, uh, I I didn't really understand it, so they just, uh, yeah, I think they installed one on, like, everybody's house. Just kind of faces towards the street.
3: Could you show me where they installed that on your house?
2: And she kind of comes out, comes off the porch, and kind of goes down, and she kind of points up on the roof, and there's just, like, this little, like, you know, until she pointed out, not really noticeable, like, probably about the size of a cell phone, just, like, this little square on the roof facing towards the street. The thing that's most notable after she points it out is it's made of a couple of, like, yellow hexagons, like, the inside of it.
4: Like the horns?
2: Like, when you look at it, there is a bunch of, like, yellow X-lines, like, crisscrossing over each other.
1: I guess I'm jumping
2: a fence today. And when you jump the fence, you find yourself in a white void. If you take a step back, you suddenly find yourself with your back against the fence and, uh, what looks to just be a lot in front of you.
3: Can we see each other?
2: Nope.
1: No, I shoot off a solar shotgun.
2: And when you shoot off that solar shotgun, you hear the undeniable racking of a a lot of rifles. I'd like you to stay here with me, if it's okay, Laserhawk, to help me with investigating any points to the shard. He's like, some of the preliminary research we have, I feel like things are connected.
1: All right, time to make Kraken proud. You kids have fun at your play date. And he grabs Sloane
2: and kind of puts him between the two of you and puts the sword to his neck.
3: I'll protect like, I'll protect anyone because everyone deserves protection, but like we don't get along great. What is your plan here?
2: The good doctor is coming with me. Nah. And he takes you back into essentially what's like a closet. It's like a four by four room and he hits a button and you see on the wall little uh, horns type sensors come out it's rudimentary uh we can't power it for very long but i have a theory go grab that shard uh what can he do here's the shard for you and uh when you come back it is generating a pure white void can you hand me the material you hear the sound of him breaking it over his knee the second you're holding on to it you can see each other Laserhawk, you are in the room with your two, uh,
1: hostages feels a little too intense. No, no, that's the appropriate situation. I'm not trapped in here with them, they're trapped in here with me now.
2: Alright, and yeah, you've successfully intimidated them to surrendering.
1: Now! (sighs) Give me a data!
2: What, What are you talking about? The one closer to you says.
1: Look, you have some kind of secret military facility you've shot at me before. I just assumed there'd be data.
2: And I think the guy kind of just gestures around to, like, the many burning and broken computers, and, like, the door that the scientists holding files just ran out of.
1: Alright, well, look, that was your fault for shooting at me, okay? So, look, it sounds like you guys are pretty useless. You guys can either get on your stomach so I can arrest you, or, like, I don't know, I can knock you guys out, too. That's fine with me.
2: The one that's closer to you kind of just starts uh, shimmying back and, like, get himself down on his stomach. You know... You guys
1: are honestly the smartest people I've fought in years as I start to step over them and arrest you. Honestly, normally there's this whole rigmarole where I gotta, like, fight you, and, you know, it's all just- But You're just- giving You, good sir, you're an example of a good citizen. I'm gonna tell the police to be nice to you.
2: By the way, who you with, bud? Uh, and that's when they kind of look at each other and both just, like, shake their heads.
1: I kick them both in the ribs, one
2: each, and ask again. You kick them in the ribs, and- they both basically go, <coughs>
1: and go unconscious. These are the most paper-thin pieces of shit that I have <laughs> ever fought, and I am honestly pissed off now. The
2: general rule for minions is one-hit KO.
1: Bro, this is like when you beat the boss in a fighting game by kicking them in the fucking shin. <laughs> yeah,
2: you're just doing the yeah, yeah. But like the little defensive ones so that they can't get any hits in.
1: Alright, well fuck me teriyaki style, I guess I'm rolling an investigation check then.
2: Alright, and I guess I think at this point is when uh, Yardak has
4: rolled into the room.
1: Oh, hey, cool. Really could have used you guys five minutes ago. Wait a minute, where's Ruby?
4: She's outside taking care of a couple of these goons. She has them locked up in a cage right now. We didn't hear anything from you, and we thought better safe than sorry, and we came running over here to help. So there's some kind of
1: communication jammer going on then, huh? Can you hear me now?
4: Yes, I can hear you now. Well, I'm
1: saying like I put my hand over the communicator and say, can you hear me now?
4: Ruby, you hear
2: just a kind of a, can you hear me now?
1: like just it's like staticky but you can hear it
3: yep now now it's loud and clear awesome yeah useful hey do you need backup out there i'm just i'm just stuck with a bunch of nerdy scientist people right
2: you created a cage and you're inside with the scientists the three scientists that ran outside carrying files and stuff you look around though and you realize that the soldiers you had dazzled earlier are starting to shake themselves off and so there are five soldiers outside with you.
3: I blinded some of the soldiers, but they seem to be, uh, that seems to be wearing off of them. Trying to get some information off the scientists.
1: I turn the Yardak. You wanna go ahead and look around this room for a little bit while I go make sure that those guys aren't gonna be a problem?
4: Eh, uh, me, may as well lend a hand. Go on. All right, up, up, and
1: I fucking hate my job, and I go outside.
2: Is Yard- Yardak and Laserhawk going outside, or just- No, just, just,
1: just Laserhawk. I'm staying in here. Yeah, I was telling Yardak to basically do the investigation I was about to do.
2: Okay, so to give you an idea of, of the outside of this, just to be clear, you've got a very modern-looking, one-story building, almost like a very uh, sleek, modern home, and then you have what is essentially like, you know, a larger grass area, there's some road connecting it, and connecting to the main road outside, and then there is a little secondary, like garage looking location. Again, kind of the same kind of modernish style, but much smaller. And with like a
1: larger door facing out of it. Okay.
2: And these five guards are kind of just scattered around the perimeter that's where they were when y'all landed in.
1: I mean, yeah, I'm gonna head outside and address it.
2: When you, yeah, when you get outside, you can see them all kind of uh, tapping themselves on the side of the head, kind of uh, shaking shaking their heads, and the effects starting to wear off.
1: I'd like to roll an intimidate check, but for flavor text, can we say that there's, like, a big metal drum or a dumpster or some other loud metal thing nearby?
2: Yeah, yeah, there's definitely, like, a few smaller,
1: like you just described, like, dumpsters and, uh, and trash cans and things like that. Basically, what I'd like to do is... Just fire a solar shotgun at one of those dumpsters to make a really loud clang, and then I want to yell out, anyone who doesn't want to spend the next month eating from a straw, hands behind your fucking back.
4: Fair options, fair options. Okay. I
1: mean, that's a 19 on the die. Plus 15.
4: How brown are their pants,
1: RC? 34 altogether. That feels nice. Makes me feel all nice and warm and fuzzy in my tum-tum.
2: Uh, it looks like two of them still look ready to fight. The other the other ones are all very wary looking. Like, they, they're, not, they're not reaching for their guns. Can
1: we say that the two that look like they still have fight in them are close together? Like, within viewing distance?
2: They're definitely within viewing distance, but they're not close to each other. These guys are pretty spread around the perimeter.
1: As long as they can see each other, this works. I would like to Pele kick one of them in the head, and then point a solar shotgun at the other.
2: All right, let's roll an attack check.
1: Oh, that's gonna be a 22 altogether, put a 25 DC. You better stay down, buddy, I'm gonna put you in the cobra clutch if you don't.
2: Boom, so you kind of, like, jump, spin, kick this guy in the head, he goes down, slamming into the ground pretty hard, and then raise your hand as the energy glows from your solar shotgun.
1: I'm sorry, did I fucking misspeak?
2: And so, essentially, you're trying to intimidate again, right? I mean, more or less. All right, let's do that. This time, you'll get a a plus two bonus.
1: Yay. Yeah, that's a 32.
2: This one gives
1: up. He throws his gun to the ground. Uh, Now, you see, you really do need to take a few more pointers from your friends inside. You've got two of them, and they're still awake in there. Only one of you out here? Man.
2: Remember, they're not awake anymore.
1: Oh, yeah, I knocked them out. (laughs) fucking stupid fighting game mechanics.
2: Alright, back inside. Yardak, what are you doing?
4: Um, it was just, what, the one guy or two guys that are laying on the ground?
2: I knocked them both out.
4: But it's one or two guys.
2: Oh, sorry, it was f- uh, five total.
4: I guess if they're unconscious, I'm just kind of like peeking out the window, seeing what's going on outside. But, ooh, also, can I do a little uh, investigation? Thank you. A perception check? I was gonna say that's <laughs> the whole reason
1: you're inside, Dan.
2: Uh, yeah, roll an investigation check. <laughs>
4: Nineteen.
2: Okay. Uh, you're scrounging around. You did find like at least one computer that's not completely destroyed. You go to shift away uh, some of the debris because it looks like they were just like indiscriminately just smashing, smashing information, like burning. There's like burning barrels full of papers and shit. And when you're going and moving some of the debris out of the way, you find a keypad. On the floor.
4: Like a, like a number keypad? Like for a computer? Like for a, a keyboard?
2: Not like a keyboard. Like it's not like a keyboard. It's just like literally like... Like a number pad that you can
4: like plug into. So
2: yeah, no, like what you would see at like a, an ATM.
4: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about now. Like a keypad. And then uh, are there any numbers that are rubbed away?
2: No, no. It looks in pretty pristine condition, you know, other than it's like, you know, covered in soot and
4: whatnot. Then can I do a perception check? I feel like I'm missing something obvious because I'm like, okay, it's just a keypad.
2: It's on the floor, built into the floor
4: oh i didn't realize it was built into the floor i thought it was like just laying on the floor from all the smashing that makes significantly more sense you said i can't tell if any of the numbers are rubbed away i guess could i do a follow-up investigation to see if i can't see any like scraps of paper with stuff written on them i.e number sequences or anything of the like i
2: mean you've done a pretty good sweep of this room like you haven't found anything anything intact at least
1: may i briefly metagame
2: I mean discussing 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 with your fellow players is not always metagaming.
1: Okay, fair. What's your uh what's your technology, Dan? Uh six. Worth a shot, if not
4: get a hold of one of us. Mm-hmm. A little technology roll. Not the best, not the worst. It's an eleven. Plus six a seventeen.
2: You feel around it, there's no real like way to to kind of pry it open or anything like that easily. And it's a code you don't know. Trying to type in any numbers just gets you. Er.
4: I'm going to use my little ear commie and get a hold of Visual and Laserhawk and let them know what I found in the room and say, whenever you guys get done dealing with whatever shitheads are still out there, get back in here. I think I might have found a little something.
2: All right, so let's go over to Visual Aid now. Visual, you are in this cage of your own design.
4: Story of my fucking life.
2: And these three scientists that you're with are holding, like, you know, different computers and tablets and papers and look kind of panicked.
3: It's like, just hand over the files and the computer to me, and I can-
2: So you're trying to use persuasion?
3: Yes. 24.
2: The one of them just goes to kind of like hand you one of the files like that he has. I take it. (laughs) The other two, meanwhile, go to use the laptops they're holding as weapons and attack you. What's your parry plus 10?
3: Parry plus 10 is uh, 20.
2: 20, all right. Yeah, both of them swing swing wide, and you're able to deftly dodge out of the way as they just swing these, these laptops at you.
3: How did you think that was going to go for you?
2: The one that went to hand the stuff to you looks still uncertain. The other ones look, uh...
3: I want to try and blind them. I don't, I don't have time for this bullshit.
2: What is the DC on your razzle-dazzle?
3: The, uh, 19.
2: So you roll out this razzle-dazzle. One of them looks fully blinded. The other one quickly held up the laptop uh, to to shield his
4: eyes. He's permanently blinded. You have scarred this man for life. Can I say that Brock saw this?
2: Sure, yeah. Brock's definitely seen this flash of light coming through. I imagine this cage is, like, fairly thick bars, but, like, they're close together.
1: I want to loudly laugh at the two dumbasses.
2: All right, so you've got one that's still not blinded and up and hostile, and one that's indifferent, essentially.
3: I'm going to go over. I'm going to take the laptop from the one that is blinded.
2: All right, so you're going to make uh, an attack with a negative two penalty, but he's like, you know, blinded, so he's going to have like some super penalties of his own.
3: Um, oh, I rolled a 16 again.
2: All right, so yeah, that was successful. And so now where there's a second thing. It's going to be um, whatever your unarmed damage is, uh, and you'll roll and add that versus his strength
3: 14 overall.
2: I can assure you that you'll be successful.
3: Yay! I'm going to look at the last one, and I'll be like, "Dude, just give up. You're not gonna win this." So
2: you're trying to do an intimidation?
3: I think I'm trying to persuade. I think is the.
2: Are you trying to do that because persuasion is the higher number for you?
3: Yes, but also I didn't really say anything like intimidating. I was just like, "It's like just give up. I can help you out." Dude, knock it the fuck off. I can help you out, even though you've been a little, a little irritating.
2: This doesn't feel like persuasion, but okay. <laughs> I mean, okay, uh, you're going to want to roll another persuasion then.
3: 25.
2: He tosses the laptop to the ground and puts his hands up.
3: No, it wasn't that easy. I pick up the laptop and I would like to touch the cage, get rid of it for a second, and then form it back around the th- just the three of them.
2: Okay, roll a create check.
3: 23.
2: You create this cage around them in just a fluid motion of like, boom, gone, boom in front of you.
3: Okay, just hang tight, guys.
2: So you've got... I believe it was, there's four guards outside who have surrendered. You've got the three scientists in there, and you've got the five unconscious guys with Yardak. So for the moment, everyone is either unconscious or generally in your favor slash control.
4: Okay, that's what we like. Super
1: slumbo party. So what are you doing? Uh, Yardak, have you let anyone know about that fucking keypad yet?
4: (laughs) Yeah, no, I told you guys, whenever you're done outside, come back in here and I need help with this. Oh,
1: yeah, I guess we're done outside. I'm going to schmozy on in with my 10 technology.
2: So you're going to just leave those uh, those guards outside?
1: Would you like me to put them in a cage? All right, well, since all that's dealt with, I suppose I'm going to go arrest our little soldier boys out there and go bleep bloop the deep dupe until we unlock the whatever the fuck that yard axe by. All
2: right, so yeah, you get these guys. I imagine you've got like a bunch of zip ties, you know. Actually, they're a bunch of soldiers. You're probably taking zip ties out of their pockets. And putting them in them. Yeah, sure, that's funnier. That is funnier. All right, so yeah, you've got these guys zip-tied, you've got the scientists still in that cage.
1: Yeah, I guess now that that's been dealt with, I'm gonna go in and see if I can bleep-loop the Snoop with Yardak. Let's say, because I'm
4: pretty sure you have a higher
3: technology than I do by, like, a lot. I'd hope so, you're an Italian. (laughs)
4: All right, so everyone's
2: heading on inside? Yes.
3: Yes. I think I'm holding, like, the laptops in the folder, and I go, "Looky what I got to them. Awesome.
1: She got the data. Yes, the
3: data. I handed it to Laserhawk. I was like, you have more connections about this shit than I do.
1: True, but, and I put it on the closest surface next to me, I have to unlock that fucking thing. So could you guys take a peek at that while I try to figure this out? We'll do like a deeper analysis once
3: I can get back to the height. Sounds good. I start looking through the file first since I don't have to try and log into anything there.
2: Okay, so you're just like looking through the folder?
3: I'm maybe I'm like opening up the laptop too, but like... You know, I figured the fold is the easiest.
2: Uh, who wants to go first? I could go first. Okay, so what are you trying to do then?
1: I am rolling a technology check on this keypad in the hopes that uh, if I roll high enough, that maybe Kit or Mosey or third technological person we have- Robert, there we go, I knew we had one- uh, might have been able to give me like some kind of a hint for how to hack into these sons of bitches. Okay. If not, I'm just going to blow it up. Yeah, 27 altogether. I
2: think you lose patience with it eventually and just pry the keypad off and start messing around with, like, different wirings and such. Does it work? You hear a click, but you're not exactly
4: sure what it was. It was the hinge. It's broken indefinitely. Thanks. Well, I just connected green,
1: and green means he's not mean, so I don't know what that was. Give it a tug. I guess.
2: So it's covered in a lot of that broken broken material, but you find a hatch.
1: I unhatch the hatch. And it leads down into a staircase. Secret tunnel? Ooh. Yeah.
4: Secret tunnel! Secret tunnel!
1: I guess I'm gonna go down there and investigate. Anyone wanna join me or are we looking at this shit? Someone should probably stay with this shit. I mean
3: I wanna go. I'll guess I'll stay with this shit then. I wanna investigate. Uh actually,
1: wait hang on. No, because I gotta look at that laptop anyway. Ruby, you wanna go down with Yardax, see what that's about, and I can look at this shit. If you guys yell, I should be able to hear you. Hopefully it's not a seven-mile underground tunnel. If it's a seven-mile underground tunnel, will you at least yell at me first?
3: I'll, l- I'll yell at you if we seem to be going down a slide at any point. Yeah, just yell yell if you need me. I'm sure I'll hear you. If not, the DM's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good.
1: Okay, so it looks like uh, Ruby and Yardak are going to go check out the secret.
3: when I look at this other shit.
4: Yeah, I'm going to let the human flashlight go first.
3: Am I a human flashlight? I guess I can make light. As I make light, have it on my hand. It was like, let Although I think it's kind of pinkish tone because that's what the razzle dazzle is.
2: So you get down into this location and you go a little further. There looks to be like some much like the top side destroyed offices leading down a hallway. To an elevator
3: i uh, go and do the comms to laser talk i was like oh, we haven't found a slide we did find an elevator though so <laughs> can i at <laughs> least hear like the static though
2: yeah you definitely heard static and then some words before
1: i jump down uh when enough time had passed for me to even like worth rolling an investigation check, or has it been 20 seconds?
2: They were only gone maybe a minute or so.
1: Alright, well I guess I bundle all that shit under my, uh, arm, hop down,
3: and say, visual aid. I need a tote bag. Do you want a tote bag or a backpack? What's more your vibe right
1: now? Honestly, backpack's gonna be so much more convenient. Yeah, make a
3: backpack.
2: You throw the stuff in the backpack, and you go down, and this- this area down in the hatch, it looks like it's on emergency, like, track lighting kind of thing. Ooh.
1: Oh, I hate this. Actually- I would like to check my cell phone
2: real quick. You have no signal.
1: Can you guys stay right here for a minute? Shit, I'm already in the elevator, never mind. I was gonna head to the surface and send the Union a text,
4: but I guess it's a little late for that now. We got our big boy pants on. The elevator makes a
2: ding indicating power level, and the power level does seem to be declining.
4: Uh Uh-oh. Well, it's a
1: good thing I can jump really high for the escape, huh, folks? Yup. Alright, into the unknown. Ruby, do you have one of your classic references for that line? Well, that
3: is a song from Frozen 2, so... Oh, fuck, of fucking <laughs> course you have a reference for that line.
1: <laughs> so it only
2: looks like it has, like, one... Like, it's kind of, like, up-down. Like, there's not multiple levels.
1: Oh, well, this is all very Cold War, huh? Wait a minute, how long has this place been here to
3: have a whole fucking underground facility? And I was like, this feels like that fucking mall on Stranger Things, right? What the fuck is a Stranger Things Ruby? <laughs> it's a TV show. There's a mall where there's a secret Russian base under the mall. Ruby, I've lived that. We don't have time to go into this.
2: Uh, This conversation is going on while the elevator is descending. um, And it's right about this point where it goes
3: ding. And I was like, we don't have time for it now. I honestly think you'd kind of like it.
1: Duly known and we'll talk about it later.
2: Elevator door looks like it goes to try and open, but then doesn't.
3: I make a sword and then I try to jam it in there to open it.
2: It's not actively resisting you or anything, you know, so it's just like trying to get a normal elevator door open. Difficult, but not impossible.
1: And as Ruby gets it open, I want to have each hand with a solar shotgun on standby, because I don't know what's going to be on the other side of this door, but I'm willing to bet it's not going to be happy
3: we're here. I was going to say I was going to have a sword ready, but I already made one.
1: And so it's it's a lot
2: like what you just saw on the top side. It's a very dilapidated, like looks like actively being scorched earth office facility.
4: Oh, I was, like, legitimately scorched earth? I was, like, what the fuck? Decay Part 2?
2: Sorry, no, it looks like they are, like, destroying and leaving and destroying and leaving and
1: destroying and leaving. Mm.
3: Did we see anybody?
1: Not at the moment, no. You guys take a look around the room. I'm gonna make sure we're alone.
3: Are we, like, are we just entering, like, an office, or are we, like, in a hallway of an office?
2: Hallway. All right, so what is everybody doing exactly?
3: I guess looking around.
2: So, like, you see a hallway, there's offices off to each side, and the hallway kind of has a T at the end that goes in either direction.
4: Before we proceed, I would like to do a perception check to see if I can't see any bad things that can hurt us as we go through.
2: Okay, everybody roll a perception check.
4: 17 altogether. You said perception, right? 15.
2: You close your eyes for a moment, you kind of listen, you don't really hear anything. Uh definitely sounds like you can hear like the drip of some water somewhere, like probably a busted pipe somewhere. Noted. If there is the sound of that drip and whatnot, machines that are kind of busted but still going or covering the sound of anything, you might- Like, you're not hearing anything for sure and you're definitely not seeing anything.
4: Is that uh, water within reach where I can gather it around my hands and just kind of like ready- myself for in case something happens.
2: I mean not really, like it's something it's somewhere further down. Like you can hear it. I hey, know it's there though.
1: I love Dan being like what are you say? I want to SWAT style check this place to make sure that it's empty. Like I wanna go room to room and clear this motherfucker
2: so again this this does go down a hallway and then that splits off like are you just doing this specific hallway then
1: there's not like any doors in the hallway it's just a hallway
2: no, no no I'm sorry there are individual offices I'm just saying are you like going down to like the next sections or are we just talking about the immediate surroundings I'm
1: going to check each of the rooms in this specific hallway to make sure that they are empty I don't need any of these motherfuckers popping up behind us going oogie boogie boo oogie boogie boo
2: roll a perception check
1: Good news is that was Nat 20.
2: As you're looking through these rooms, you do kind of a sweep. You don't see anybody, but you do find like a notebook um, that looks to actually be intact.
1: You're in the bag, you go. Uh, so yeah, so this hallway appears secure. Oh it's secure and there is a T in the road. So who's coming with me? If anyone. And uh and laser rock, I'm
4: gonna give you a hero point too
2: for being very thorough. Hooray!
4: Nice. I say don't split the party. <gasps> actually, yes, yeah, split the party. I'm gonna make a little gremlin. I
1: guess have the Shardling come with me, because I think it'd be a lot more effective if we each took one of these hallways. Fair enough.
3: Which one of y'all should I go with? Me. We'll go to the left. To the left, to the left.
4: And
2: you're sending a Shardling with Laserhawk?
4: Yeah, because then the Shardling can uh, alert me. So you can see through the Shardling's eyes, but it doesn't actively, like, it can't it can't telepathically reach out to you. Well, no, it doesn't alert me, but I can, like, keep tabs. Yeah. Yeah. Real
1: quickly, this is me testing the comm. <laughs> still the static like
2: like you can hear each other just barely
1: okay but bare minimum we can hear that there's like static whenever one of us tries to use it right now currently yes well let's hope that
4: keeps up
3: yeah i hate this place
4: oh yeah don't get me wrong i'm not fond of it either. no i can't even lie i really love the environment but yes it's very stressful (laughs) oh yeah brandon loves this
3: rachel's real into it ruby's pissed (laughs) ruby does not like it (laughs) Okay,
2: so you're uh who's heading left and who's heading right? We're heading left. Okay, and then Laserhawk and the and the shardling are going to the right.
4: <laughs> Sweet. I just imagine like the shardling jumps up and gives like the Mario like high five to Laserhawk because he's so excited.
1: Act like he's not on my shoulder. This is the cutest thing that's not one of my dogs or my child I've seen in a while. So you got that one hallway you just came
2: down, there's the left and the right, and then each of those hallways turns again, like essentially forming a Y. Okay. So, like, you're going to be going, like, the, they're going to be going in parallel with one another. Okay. So, let's start with uh, Ruby and Yardak. Okay. So you're making your way down this this hallway. Towards the end, you see that there is like a room with definitive like turned on light light.
4: Like the door shut or is it open and we're seeing the light through it?
2: Right. Door is shut. Like it looks like a, a secured door as well.
3: Like that. I look at it with another uh, pen pad or whatever.
2: No, actually, sorry. This one has like a handprint.
3: Oh, that's annoying. Damn
1: it. We should have cut off one of their hands.
4: I don't see a thing that says I can't have more than one shardling uh, up. So I want to make another shardling to go in. And I'm going to look through his eyes, and he's just going to poop, pop up and pop back out.
2: Oh, into that room, you mean? Yeah. He can't. It is solid, like, sealed. Oh.
3: I have a bit in technology. I want to see if I can figure out with the handprint thing.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, you've been doing some training with Laserhawk
4: and whatnot, so...
2: So if you're doing that, and Yardak, are you doing anything in particular?
4: Oh, no, but what I will do is, um, like I was saying before, but using my own water from my water skin is to ready an attack for if there's somebody directly behind the story, I can just whop right in the face.
3: Honestly, my, my sword is, like, directly on my hip while I'm doing this, but I rolled an 18, or I, 18 overall.
2: You rolled an 18. Yardak, roll perception.
4: 22.
2: For a moment, you notice, like, you're kind of looking around, and it gets really eerily quiet, and it's almost like you're you're back in the military, you're kind of in this, uh, in this flow state, and suddenly you realize you hear, like, a... Sh- and you go to turn towards it, and you bring your water up just in time to block a sword. Ooh, I knew
1: it. That's when you hear it.
2: Woo-hoo! You, you're going to catch that just in time to, to kind of like deflect an attack. Is a man dressed in, like, all black ninja gear.
4: Sorry, bug, we already have a ninja. No, it was, it was, it's one of the guys that was, uh, with fucking Sloan.
1: Mm-hmm. I forgot that was last episode. Fuck.
4: I'm putting pieces together,
3: bitch. Yeah.
2: Ruby, you were able to, just before this happened, you were able to kind of hack in, and you converted it, got it to basically bring up a pin pad for you instead of the handprint.
3: Do I have any idea what the pin, what the number would be?
4: Not directly, no.
3: Should I? Try one, two, three, four?
4: 69,
3: 420. Yahoo! Your yahoos bring me so much joy,
4: RC.
2: (laughs) Well, that's good. So right after you do that, suddenly you also hear the sound of hard water colliding with a sword. And it's not yours.
3: I think I turn around at that point. Is this the same ninja or is it a different ninja?
2: Well, the other one had, had their face shown and everything. This guy is in ninja gear. But if you had to take a wild guess, no, it is not the same ninja.
3: I just turn around and go, hey asshole, what are you doing?
2: Two more descend from the ceiling.
3: Pardon me, assholes. <laughs> Where are all three of them looking?
2: Towards you and the shardling and Yardak. act.
3: Like are they looking at me in a way I could do um razzle dazzle on them?
2: Oh, I mean yeah, they're definitely like looking in your direction. They you know, you have to be, it's a hallway.
3: Okay, yeah. So I'm gonna say this is right after I go, pardon me, assholes, and then I put up my hands and do razzle and try to razzle dazzle all three of them.
2: You go to do your razzle dazzle, one of them uh basically like tucks and rolls and slams your hand out of the way, like against the wall, but you're gonna get a hero
4: point.
3: Oh, I have two of those now.
4: Can I do something? You can try. The guy that used the sword to come down and I had my hands ready with the water. And you said like the like sword kind of like like went onto my water, but like didn't cut me. Right, right, like, you de- you were able to deflect the shot. Uh, so, like, while he's still there, can I go, shoo, and then freeze his hands together? So, the the sword
2: came down and you deflected it, but you're no longer touching. Uh,
4: okay, so it was like a bong.
2: Like, you stopped him from, from hurting you. I
4: mean, I'll take it.
2: Meanwhile, though, the other one just decapitates your shardling that's with you. <gasps> Bitch!
3: Ruby just goes, what the
2: fuck? Laserhawk, meanwhile, you have found yourself further in, you've found that pipe... That they were hearing the dripping from, except it is like actually, as you've gotten closer, you realize it is like full on gushing water, like it is starting to fill one of the rooms that it's in.
1: No, don't like that.
2: All you are hearing right now is the sound of rushing water.
1: Huh. Hope my friends are okay. Anyway, phenomena. <laughs> what are
2: you doing though? Uh, as you go further down this hall,
1: walking, seeing if there's anything interesting.
2: Similarly, it's not a it's not a um sealed door in the same way, but there is a. Uh, a large set of double doors at the end. Does this
1: also have the keypad that Ruby's does?
2: No, I was saying this one is not sealed. It's just regular doors.
1: Somebody! And I kick in the door.
2: <laughs> uh, the door slams open, and you realize that there are a couple of uh, scientists in this room going around, just like, destroying more files and, and and gathering information. But you also realize that the second you slam the door open, there are six meditating ninjas Whose eyes open and look towards you now. Oh,
1: fuck. Should have probably gone with a stealthy approach on that one. All right. So here's the thing. Rolling an intimidate check. 29? Here's the thing.
2: Scientists, scared shitless. Uh, drop what they're doing. Look like they're trying to find a way to flee. The ninjas do not look impacted at all. You will get another hero point for that, though.
1: I'm in trouble. One I?
2: I mean, I wouldn't say you're in trouble, it's just you're not going to get to bypass this one. (laughs) These guys aren't paper thin like the other one.
1: Well, all right then, gentlemen. I do believe it's time for us to play one of my favorite games. Hands begin to glow. You ever play fucking Whack-A-Mole? Yikes.
2: Here, just for the sake of simplicity now, we're just going to have everybody roll initiative. It'll be one, one big
3: initiative. Oh.
2: So we'll be bouncing back and forth a bit. 21.
3: My initiative is 15.
2: 24. First in the round is Laserhawk. You have four scientists and six ninja. I guess you actually haven't seen any ninja. Has anybody told you about the ninja ninja that was at the, the police station? No one's told me shit. No, no, I know that they didn't tell you about the previous ones, but the one at the police station. I
3: told you, I very much told them about the one at the police station.
1: You told me there was a dude up there. You never told me it was a ninja.
2: Did you, did you say he had a katana? I guess it's worth asking.
1: Yes, I did. Uh, For the sake of convenience for Brock, I'm going to agree with her and say yes, she did. So
2: yes, you've got six pretty uh, tough-looking dudes hanging out down there. Uh, and then these, you know, scientist types that look a little less uh, brave.
1: Sounds like a lot of fuckery for you, bud. Well... I guess it's time to. Hey, look, Tony Danza! Bang!
2: So you're shooting off a solar shotgun?
1: Yeah, I'm just gonna hit whichever one's closest to me.
2: Let's say they're in kind of they're in kind of a triangle formation. So the one that's closest to you is at the tip of the one tip of the triangle. If
1: I can kill one of them, I can get the rest of them with solar sh- uh, megasonic.
2: Technically, you can hit all of them with megasonic right now if you so choose.
1: All right, but that's a negative six. I
2: was gonna say yeah, you're not limited to neg- to negative five, but.
1: It gets it's difficult. Yeah, I was about to say, I'll wait until I can get one or two of them down. I'll take a bit of a beating. I'll punch a B. I don't give a fuck.
3: I wish Ruby was in the room with you, so after you said that, I could have make, made a who's the boss reference.
1: You know, I wish that you guys were in the room with me, too, but I'm not gonna lie. I could give a shit about the reference. I could just use the backup.
2: What is the uh, roll to hit?
1: And that's an 11, so that's 27 altogether. Get fucked yoga ninja.
2: Uh, that's a hit. What is the DC on
1: that? Silver shotgun? That's a 24, baby boy.
2: He gets hit, takes it in the chest, there's like just singeing, searing around the edge of his uh, around the edge of his ninja gear. Um, he breathes very deep. <gasps> and steadies himself with his blade looking towards you.
1: Damn, that was my last round. Just kidding, I'm gonna mop the floor with you fucking assholes.
2: <laughs> Alright, do you do anything?
1: Anything else? Fuck it, let's be stupid. I charge them.
2: Okay, so you're running towards them. Yep. Not a charge attack. You're just running. Yeah, yeah. I'm just going toward them. Are you getting in the face of that one that was closest to you?
1: Yeah, sure. I can have, but in am in next round.
2: All right, Yardak, What are you doing? So you've got one ninja. You've got two ninjas on you, basically, because the shardling just went down, and you've got uh, visual aid with her own ninja problem.
4: Since I still have the water near me, he just like did the sword thing and it bounced off. So then, since that didn't work, I want to say my turn and turn my water into a sw- ice sword and swing it down at him.
2: Okay. Uh, roll that as an attack check. 25. That definitely hits. What's the DC on that?
4: 24.
2: Uh, you bring this sword down, slicing across his chest. Very similar to the one that uh, Laserhawk attacked. He takes a very deep breath, focuses and restudies his blade to prepare for his next attack. Bitch. All right, are you doing anything else with your turn? So you attacked, you're right up in his face. Yeah, and I want to take a
4: leap back after I see that what-the-fuckness.
2: Okay. And are you doing anything else? No, that's it. So the two that you just backed away from, they close the distance on you and go to slice at you.
4: Thank you for the opportunity, but no.
2: (laughs) (laughs) What is your parry plus 10? 18. Dodged out of the way of one, but ended up closer into the blade of the other. Uh, roll a toughness check.
4: Oh. Twenty-four.
2: It is kind of like what you did with the first time he came out at you with his blade. You just raise your ice sword and kind of ting it out of the way. It scratches your shoulder. It does feel like it's a good cut, but you're not gonna take any damage. Okay. Like this feel it feels like this blade is obscenely sharp. Um the other one missed you, and then the third one goes to attack visual aid. Boo. What is your Perry 10? Yes, it's 20. Uh, Yeah, he swings down. He misses you. He actually ends up hitting that keypad that you were working on, and, and uh, it kind of sparks a bit as his sword kind of cuts into it.
3: Do you want to do that again see if it gets the door open?
2: <laughs> and then, meanwhile, on the other side, Laserhawk gets your ninjas... The one that is kind of, like, all up in your face goes to slice at you. What is your parry plus 10?
1: Parry plus 10 is a 16. I feel like we're going to be rolling a lot of
2: toughness tonight. Uh, So he actually misses. The other ones, meanwhile...
1: All right, time for some burgers and fries, because we're about to fight five guys.
2: They all throw shuriken at you, and it looks like four of them hit. Uh, So you're going to want to roll four toughness checks. Actually, I'll just make it one uh, toughness check. I'll just do it as a multi-attack modifier, so... Just one toughness check. 26. We'll say each of them through a couple. So like you've got like eight or nine different shuriken in you right now. Uh, you're going to take a negative one to your future toughness checks. Um, but I think you almost kind of flex and the ones that were stuck in you come back out. I need
1: you guys to know that for every shuriken that was just in me, I will be individually punching each of you in the head. One for each entry point. You guys better hope the multiple points of one star and fucking
2: get me. Visual aid, it is your turn.
3: Okay, so there's still three here, right?
2: Right, right. Each of you, you, two on Yardak and one on you right now.
3: Uh, I'm going to go with the sword after the one on me.
2: All right, roll that attack check. Uh, 22. 22, that hits. What's the DC? 19. Yeah, I think he catches your sword. Again, Similar, uh, similarly, you, you slice him a little bit. He does not appear perturbed by it at all. Catches your blade with his and kind of uh, locks swords and, and moves yours out of the way. Boo. Uh Do you do anything else or are you just attacking? You do have two hero points, remember.
3: If I wanted to do two actions, that would be... I could use a hero point to not be fatigued, right?
2: Right. You could do extra effort to get yourself another standard action and use your hero point to negate the fatigue.
3: How- close are the two that are on Yardak? How close are they to Yardak?
2: To Yardak? Like, right next to him. Like, they just sliced at him.
3: Okay. And how close am I to mine? I'm, I'm thinking about dropping an anvil on him, but I don't want to drop an anvil on me or on Yardak.
2: Gotcha. No, they are, like, right next
3: to each other. Can I take a step back from mine guy and then drop an anvil on him? Right, yeah, you have your move action, so you could move back. Um, I take a step back and I go, that's not my only trick, buddy, and then I drop a fucking anvil on him. Alright, what's the DC on that? For boxes, it says 17.
2: Okay. Uh, yeah, so you drop this down. He recognizes what's happening, takes a step back, and puts his blade out, and it actually, like, cuts the anvil in half.
3: Fucking excuse me?
2: He has the blade straight out, and the anvil's own momentum. And
3: I'm in a room with six of these guys? I was like, I'm supposed to be the one with tricks, buddy. I don't- I don't need this shit.
2: (laughs) You sound like- you sound like a mom who's had- (laughs) you've had enough. I'm fucking done. Is that not Ruby's entire vibe?
3: A little bit now. Yeah.
2: Uh, all right, so is, are you doing anything else then? No,
3: I'm going to end of my turn. And I, I use my hero points, and I only have one hero point, so I'm not fatigued.
2: Uh, so now it's the Shardling's turn, who hops off of Laserhawk's shoulder and goes to a... bug one of the scientists, and he kind of just punches him in the shin, and the scientist does just kind of, like, shoos him away. And then it's the scientist's turn. Yardak, what is the... Yardak, what is the toughness of the
4: chartling Well, it says X. Is there a difference between X and 0?
2: Oh right, because he's not alive, it'd be fortitude. Uh so yeah, the scientist then kicks him away, but it doesn't actually seem to hurt him. He just kind of gets up and and mumbles a bit.
1: Oh, so
2: we are back at the top of the round. Laserhawk, it is your
1: turn. I'm going to headbutt him in the nose, just as the prophecy foretold. 28 altogether together.
2: You smash into his nose and and for a moment as he's standing up swaying uh you see blood just start to pool and show through his mask as he kind of just crumples to the ground don't sleep
1: too delicately
0: you still got seven more coming
1: asshole
0: all right and do you do anything else with your
2: turn
1: no i'm about where i want to be i realized that i could do shit with my hero points but uh i'm saving those for these other five dick butts
2: Okay, so yeah, there's then a row of two in front of you, and then three behind them. We're
4: about to have a fucking conga line.
2: Uh, then Yardak, it is your turn. Remember, you have two ninjas on you right now.
4: Um, I want to take my water and blast it at both of their feet to try to freeze them in place, so they can't do any ninja But I think it would be- would that be my ice bonds?
2: Yes, that'd be perfect. What does that say on it? It says
4: Affliction 6, range resisted by strength, extra condition- hindered and vulnerable slash prone and defenseless slash paralyzed cumulative
2: okay so let me so technically you can only use that on one person but if you did want to use extra effort uh you could do two standard actions to hit both of them
4: yes i want to take care of both these bitches at once all
2: right so remember this is just gonna freeze them in place it's not actually gonna like harm them
4: yeah yeah i just want them to not be able to fucking ninja all around
2: okay they are both now trapped in this ice.
4: Hell yeah, bitch. All right, what do you do? Point and laugh, and then use my hero point to recover.
2: All right, so they're both trapped.
4: I trap them both, and then use my point to recover, and then point at them, and laugh, and then turn to Ruby and say, I set them up, you knock them down.
2: So anyway, these two uh, ninjas are going to try to get out of their sn- ensnarement. They better not. One is successful. Fuck. The other struggles, you can see the ice kind of like breaking a bit, but he is not able to get out. The other one just barely gets out of it. That takes
4: his action to get out of it, right?
2: Actually, that is their move action. Well, fuck. So in turn, he spins around and tries to uh, slice at you again. Does a 23 hit. Yeah. All right, roll a toughness check.
4: Nine is 21.
2: He tries to go at you again. He kind of catches you on that same shoulder, and you're like, ah, you son of a bitch, because like, it does feel painful, but you're not going to take any uh, any penalties.
4: For flavor text, it's not healing it, but just because like it didn't hurt me, take a little bit of water and like freeze it like a Band-Aid.
2: Yeah, actually, that's what we'll say. He sliced you and it hurt, but just you, you had just enough time to kind of use some remaining water in your hands to freeze it like a Band-Aid. Yeah. All right, and then the other one goes to slash at Ruby. All right, does a 20 hit? Uh, it meets. Um, so you're going to want to roll a toughness check.
3: 23 overall.
2: Maybe he he's catches you on the hand a little bit and your hand's bleeding a little bit, but it doesn't look like uh, you know, it doesn't look like it's anything too deep. Uh, again, this blade is very sharp and you're very happy that you dodged out of the way of it so deftly because you know this could fuck your shit up.
3: Yeah, which is why it's rude of him to be using it.
2: Let's see. Now we're back into the group with Laserhawk. What is your dodge plus ten?
3: That's a sixteen,
1: mine.
2: All right, three of them hit you with shuriken. The other ones are you're kind of do- when you're dodging out of the way of some of the shuriken, you're getting hit by others. Uh, so you're going to, want to roll another toughness check.
1: I have a negative one to that, so we've got twenty five.
2: Twenty five. Uh, does that include your m- negative? Yep. Uh, so, yeah, a bunch of those sure can catch you. And, you know, you've been moving around a little bit. You're maybe a little more winded than you were. So, you are going to take another negative one toughness check. Oh,
1: look at that. Three more punches to the head. Great.
2: And then it is Visual Aid's turn.
3: Of the three who are still up?
2: All three of them are still up. One of them is ensnared by Yardak's ice.
3: Uh, Is the one that's not ensnared, is he still close to the guy with the ice?
2: I mean, yeah, they're both next to Yardak.
3: Okay, could I drop an anvil on both of them? So the thing
2: about that is it's going to make it a weaker anvil then, because you're kind of spraying it over a a more distance.
3: Okay, then I'm just going to try and knock off the one that's in the ice, since he can't get away.
2: Okay, what is the DC on that
3: again? The DC on it is 17.
2: This guy looks up as this anvil forms above him and comes crashing down on him, uh, <laughs> breaking the ice apart, knocking him to the ground. He does look like it, like just crushed his leg, and he goes like he's gonna try to get up, and then just immediately falls onto his elbows and then onto his onto his chest. You hit him with this anvil. Are you doing anything else?
3: No, I think that's the end of my turn.
2: Then it is the shardling's turn. Uh, he goes to try to run into the scientist and misses him and like runs into the wall. <laughs> i thought you really hit yourself again because i wasn't looking i just heard it so good job
1: hi yes i used to work in pro wrestling
2: getting tired of his shenanigans the scientist just full-on kicks him across the room and when he lands he smashes into a bunch
0: of bits of ice Hey out there, it's your buddy Pope here. We got another livestream coming up. Join us this Wednesday May the 3rd for Sky High Gambit, a space adventure that I'll be DMing. Join a group of intergalactic bounty hunters as they're hired to capture a high-ranking space gangster in a casino aboard the Cooper City Station. Players both old and new will go where no one in the Mayhemverse has gone before. Or, as I like to put it, in space. No one can hear you, space so keep an eye out on our social media to let you know when we plan on going live with that. Super excited to dive into yet another aspect of the Mayhemverse that we've only briefly touched upon before. You can also check out some of our recent appearances on Green Ronin's channel. RC Rachel, and I have joined in for their late Valentine's adventure, Love is in the Era. And, RC was on a recent game where Green Ronin announced their partnership with Valiant Comics for some upcoming sourcebooks. Links to both of these games will be available down there in the show notes, but hey, for right now, let's get back to the mayhem. So yeah, that was the scientist's turn, and we
1: are back up to the top of the round with Lazor Hawk. Oh boy, howdy, I could really go for five fatalities right now, I think it's Megasonic Missile time.
2: Alright, uh, roll those, uh, are you just trying to hit the, uh, the ninjas?
1: The five that are still up.
2: Alright, roll those with a negative five.
1: Not gonna roll for each, right? Correct. Alright, so if I can roll as good every time as that one, that'd be sweet. That's a 24. You just
2: roll them and let me know you're trying to beat a 17.
1: Success. Miss. Uh success. Bigger success. One more of those, Big Green, please. Miss. Alright, so I got three of them. Wow. I'm not feeling great about these other two that can cut through fucking anvils. That's a DC twenty five. <laughs> So they're dead, right? Two of them see
2: the blinding, shining light of the megasonic missile coming right at them, slamming them up against the wall. The other one, however, raises his sword up to basically defend himself uh, and gets blasted against the wall but does not take the brunt of the attack, leaving you with three remaining. And you're going to need to roll your toughness check now.
1: Twenty-five.
2: Is that with your fortitude, remember? Because it's not toughness, I believe.
1: Look, I'm just going to tell you, I just got hit with the full brunt of my own attack, so...
2: What was your total? Eleven. You're very, very lucky, because if you had gotten even just one more less, you'd be knocked out. Instead, you are staggered. Uh, So you're going to take another negative one toughness check. You are dazed. If you get another staggered, you are downed.
1: Well, they're getting this fucking backpack. (laughs)
2: So, I think you're at what, negative three for your toughness now?
1: All together, yeah.
2: And I just imagine that, yeah, like there's like steam coming from you just from how powerful the energy that was that left you. <sighs> fuck. Are you doing anything else?
1: Praying? Can I pray?
2: I mean, you have two hero points.
1: Man, f- fuck it. I'm gonna shoot the guy who I just hit.
2: The one who hit, but it didn't down him?
1: Yeah. Well, I'm gonna use my other hero point to reroll that nat one. My confidence in this battle was way up here. In one turn, I can't even get it low enough. I live in the basement. 28 altogether. DC 24.
2: That hits. He was so relieved for a moment that he had survived the Megasonic Missile that he didn't see the solar shotgun come. Smashes him in the head, which kicks his head back into the wall, tings off his own sword and lands on the ground, (laughs) knocking him out. So that leaves you with uh,
1: two ninjas left in the room. Bring it on, fuckers. So long as my internet doesn't die again, I'll take you both on, you weak cunts.
2: And are you doing anything else? I guess, really, you you can't.
1: You could extra effort one more time if you want to take the fatigue, but... No. No, I don't, Robert. I'm good. Please, for the love of God, my turn's been going on for 20 minutes.
2: Yardak, it is your turn. Yeah, did you use your hero hero point, Yardak?
4: Yeah, to recover from doing the double action. Alrighty, so then... One of them escaped, but then Ruby crushed the other one, right? Under the anvil and, like, really, like, mangled his fucking leg. Right. One is completely out.
2: Uh, You've got one that's with you, the one that initially first attacked you, and then the one that's attacking uh, visually.
4: Okay, and then, you know what? Let's go back to basics. I want to water whip the shit out of him and, like, actual, like, use it as a whip, like, right in his face. Okay, yeah, you're you're
2: forming it back from ice into water, and you're going to whip him. Yeah. Uh, Roll that attack. Ooh.
4: 21 to hit.
2: You knock him the fuck out. I think it's a couple different whips, and they all just kind of slap at him, like, one in the face, one in the chest, one in the legs, um, just, (laughs) um, and they slice into him. You see, you know, blood pooling on his clothes that he falls to the ground and
4: goes unconscious. Hell yeah. Mess with the bull, you get the fucking what? What are we in? The horns. I'm in pain, Yardak. I don't know about you. (laughs)
2: Uh, okay, so... If that's the end of your turn?
4: Wait, wasn't there three people? Is there anybody? There's
2: one more with uh, with visual aid.
4: Uh, how's he looking? What's what's happening over there?
2: He looks fine. Yeah, they haven't really landed any blows on each other.
3: Yeah, he looks fine. He's the one who fucking cut an anvil in half.
2: Also, cut into that keypad on the wall.
3: Oh yeah.
4: I want to then do a second action for extra effort, and then I want to then use my ice bonds to freeze him in place. No, you know I'm just gonna whip him. We're just gonna we're gonna do it again. We're gonna whip him. Okay. So this is going to fatigue you then. Yeah, yeah, because I I use my point to heal at once, and this time I'll actually have it. All right, roll that attack check.
2: Ooh, a significantly better roll. 24. 24, that hits. What's the DC on that?
4: Uh, 24.
2: You, I think you kind of like what happened with Laserhawk. You catch him with a whip to the head, which sends him reeling back, hitting his head on on the wall. And he kind of feels back, and he's got a little bit of blood on the back of his head, and then he falls and crumples to
4: the ground. I want I want a cowbell noise, and when we when I whack him in the head, just
2: dong. Mm-hmm. It's the Taco Bell. It's the Taco yeah. Bell ring, actually. Dong.
4: So yeah, you are officially enemy free now. Well, fucking good for you. Do you want to cut right back to Brandon, or can I fuck around for three seconds?
2: I'll say the next people in line are Brandon's ninjas.
4: No, no, take your time. Oh, because I wanted to do uh, an investigation check of the room, and then whenever, depending on what I find, then just bounce over to Brandon.
2: Yeah, let's do that now, real quick.
4: Okay. I mean, I don't really know what you're investigating for. You're still in the room if you're like checking their bodies or something. What? I didn't know what was in the room.
2: Oh, you're in. A, you've been in a hallway the whole time.
4: Oh, I thought it was when I when I opened the door. They they happened.
1: No, you still haven't opened the door. Oh. Okay.
2: Yeah. Remember, it was a it was a hand pad, and then Ruby fucked with it, and it turned it into a keypad. And then ninja's attacked.
1: If you want to give that cocksucker a good kick just to see if you can come help me, I wouldn't say no. Assuming that this is the door to come into where I am. Knowing my luck, it's a fucking broom closet.
3: We talked about it, and we're no you're near you.
1: Fuck me for
4: having hope. <laughs> Serves you right.
1: You're right. Fuck you indeed. So you're going to roll an
2: investigation check? Yeah. Okay. Roll it.
4: 7-19?
2: Yeah, you're kind of looking around. You're kind of feeling these guys' pockets. They don't really- they're barren. Like, these guys were just- just-
4: Ninjas, Dead and poor. So sad.
2: You start feeling around their blades, though, and you realize, like, the rest of them have swords, right? But the guy that attacked visual aid, like, his was- is something special. hmm And you see about the damage that it made on the keypad? Mm-hmm. And in a moment of inspiration, just slam it into the keypad.
4: And it, it does.
2: It goes straight through, like, you're certain it's going through on the other side of the wall, and it begins to arc electricity, and goes- <laughs> And you hear the door go- okay
3: okay
2: it's not open but like you heard it unseal okay well let's go inside all right meanwhile back over there we go
4: <laughs> i was waiting for it
2: uh yeah Laserhawk, your two ninjas come at you they are both throwing shuriken what a surprise what's your dodge plus 10 again
1: 16
2: uh one misses one hits so roll a toughness check i have a negative three
1: to that right now correcto Oh, that's easy, 22.
2: Yeah, you are just running on adrenaline. You know when it wears off, you're going to be really, like, worn out. But right now, like, you don't even feel it as these things go into you.
1: You know what's going to happen.
0: I'm not going to repeat myself. You're not my fucking kid.
2: Actually, let's just finish out the initiative, I think, at this point. So the scientists, they finish gathering whatever they've been gathering, uh, and seem like they're trying to flee the room.
1: I'll catch up with those dickheads later. All
2: right, and they get to the door, and it's Laserhawk's turn. I'm gonna punch them. Both of them or just one of them or?
1: Oh, just one. I don't have the fucking energy for two. Twenty-nine. Twenty-five on the DC.
2: This one's like running towards you and just gets full on hit. You take out his knees. He slams jaw first into the ground and goes unconscious.
0: All right,
1: asshole. It's just you, me,
0: and my sciatica pain now. Uh He goes to slash
2: you does a 16 hit yeah it matches alright so then roll a toughest check
1: it's a negative it's 29 <laughs>
2: you're fine I know you're, he's right up in your face uh, he slices at you basically like cut your arm pretty deep like you're definitely gonna need some yard act style healing but you're not gonna take any uh, penalties
1: ice band-aids I don't need my arms for this I'm gonna headbutt him right in the fucking mouth roll that attack that's what I call a critical. Is it? Nat 20, baby.
2: What are you going to do with that Nat 20? Get the scientists to stop running the fuck. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. You can do plus five bonus
1: to your current effects rank. Let's go with that plus five.
2: Okay. What does that bring us up to? As an example, you could theoretically do a DC 10 of uh, like blinding. Like for instance, is what I was just giving an example.
1: No, no, that's fine. That turns this into a 35. That makes me feel like a man. What
2: does this look like?
1: I headbutt him, and if there's even a single scientist looking, they can't tell what sparks of red came from the taser aspect, and what sparks of red came from this man's nose.
2: Alright, and he goes down, uh, like a sack of meat. How far away are these scientists before we jump back to Ruby and Yarnak? At this point they've run, they're probably a good, like, you know, 90 feet away. If I yell loud enough, they'll be able to hear me at ninety feet. I'd like to roll and in intimidate. Well, remember they—they they have that rushing water pipe that's broken on the outside in that hallway, so they probably cannot hear you. <sighs> I'm
1: getting too old for this shit. Go back to Ruby and Yarnak. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Visual aid, Yardak, you are uh looking at this unsealed door
4: that Yardak miraculously uh <laughs> unlocked.
3: Um, I would like to use my sword and see if I could pry it open like I did at the elevator.
4: And I'll get my own spear in there and help you. Thanks, buddy. You hear
3: a, uh click
4: and it opens up.
3: And I keep my sword at the ready just in case.
2: Yeah, remember that this room uh had a whole whole set of lights turned on. You walk in, it is a big open warehouse size of room.
4: Damn.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: There appears to be a giant generator sitting in the center of it, uh, with a couple more scientists kind of just, you know, d- definitely flicking about at it.
4: What kind of generator? Is this another uh, trying to do the Jula Boulevard thing?
2: It does not look familiar to
4: you. Can I do another uh, investigation check?
2: Well, what are you trying to do? So, like, imagine, like, this is a big room, there's computers all on the side, and a giant generator in the center. Like, are you trying to avoid the scientists, or...?
4: Well, where they are scientists, there tend to be other baddies. I'm not afraid of the scientists it's the other ones. Mm -hmm. But also wanted to see if I can, like, kind of get what's going on before, like, just diving headfirst into a fight again. Okay. Uh, Roll a perception check. Because, like, especially if they're going to, like, immediately just start trying to destroy shit. 19.
2: You basically hear one of them say, all right, that's the last of it. Prepare for evac.
4: No.
3: I'm, I'm, like, whispering as, like, should I trap them before they can go? Make
4: cement shoes on their feet.
3: I was the game boxes, but the cement shoes get violent sometimes.
4: Okay, so
2: it's definitely going to, if you're trying to do all at the same time, that's definitely going to take extra effort.
3: Okay, are they, where? how are they gathered? Or like, is there...
2: Two of them are at one part of the room, and one of them is probably about 30 feet away from that guy. The room itself being probably 60 by 60. Is
3: this door the only way out?
2: Uh, It's the only one you can see currently. Because you know, there is the giant generator in the center of the room.
3: Are any of them, how, you see? there's three of them?
4: Correct. Three that you can see.
3: Okay, I'm gonna do the two that are close together in one box.
4: And then I wanna take my water and yank the other one's feet right out from underneath of him.
2: Okay, so you're gonna do a trip, so that's gonna be trip, so that's gonna be a negative two uh, circumstance penalty. Okay. So roll an attack for your whips and do a negative two. Twenty one. Alright, and then it's a pose check of athletics or acrobatics, whichever one's better for you. So you're gonna roll athletics or acrobatics. Acrobatics. It's thirteen. Holy shit, no way. Um, so I guess like when Ruby made these boxes, the other scientist must have called out. Uh, he turns around and he sees what's going on and you go to trip him with the whip and he just like, you know, this guy must have done jump rope at some point because he just <laughs> jumps up into the air and and misses it. He must have been into double dutch at some point. Double dutch.
4: Uh, that's fucking Tiki Palmer in that movie.
2: Uh, but yeah, so you do not trip him. Meanwhile, the other box does trap the feet of the other scientists. So yeah, the one dodges out of the way. Uh, right as you finish these attacks, all of you hear this. Evacuation process begins. Detonation in five minutes.
1: I hate my fucking life. Detonation? Starts furiously mashing the comm button.
3: Is what everyone's hearing. I can of kind of press it back. Did we go over Morse code ever?
1: <laughs> it's okay.
3: I think the tapping,
1: I, I think Brock can figure out.
3: I look at the scientist who's not in a box. Okay, what's detonating? Tell me now, and I, I'm going to try to intimidate him.
1: You're
2: not even—you don't even have to try. He just goes. To the whole facility. This is the evacuation procedure. It's—it's it's all going up. You got to let us out of here.
1: As Brock leaves, like ten men to die.
2: Only three. And then there's the ones. Well, there are. I uh, never mind. There are uh, the ninjas and the and the guys upstairs.
3: Fuck me. And I—I I just get rid of the box. And I—are they holding anything? No. And I go, what's the quickest way out of here? Is it the elevator? Uh,
2: there's there's a service elevator on the other side of the room.
3: Okay. I'm going to turn to Yardak, and I was like, I don't, I don't think we should run back. We should probably take the elevator in here, but I don't know how to let Laserhawk know that. Brock's a big boy. I'm sure he's gotten out of t- uh, tougher scrapes than this.
1: Meanwhile, God, I wish my mom was here.
3: And then I'm going to turn to the scientist. I said, is there a way to, like, stop this?
2: Not really, no. Okay. You're going to want to get as far clear from here as you can.
3: Well, hopefully we run into Laser Rock in a second. Go. I was like, okay, everyone to the service elevator. Now.
2: Uh, so yeah, they cross and they go behind and around to the other side of the building. Uh, or sorry, not the other side. Like, basically on the other side of the room, past, like, around the generator. Do you still have the backpack?
1: Yeah, I have the backpack on my back. And as a side note, I'm assuming that I eventually catch up with the scientists
2: I think it's safe to assume that you catch up with everybody else.
3: And I go, hey, we need to get the fuck out of here, huh? Did you pass the ninjas?
1: I assume that Brock is, like, covered in his own blood. And I just glare daggers at Ruby. You get
2: into a service elevator. It's you and six scientists. And you're all listening to cheerful elevator music. So yeah, you're going up here again, same amount of time. Uh, This one appears to be a much smoother ride by comparison, though. And then, ding! And the door's open, uh, and you appear to be in a small, like, kind of garage uh, size room.
1: I kick open the door of the garage. The whole garage door.
2: (laughs) Okay, uh, roll an attack check. Or you can do it as a routine, but if you roll the attack check, you have the possibility of getting... No,
1: no, I'll take that 18. Uh, Yeah, that's a 28 altogether. What's the DC on that? 25.
2: Boom! You kick this door clear off its hinges.
1: And I imagine that Brock falls with it on account of exhaustion.
2: And, uh, yeah, so when you look out, uh, you see the cage with the scientists, and you see the guards that are all kind of handcuffed up next to it, and based on your calculations, you'd say you have about two minutes left.
3: I run to the cage and get rid of it. I make scissors and cut the hand ties off of the scientists. Enough, not the science. Fuck that, don't do that, they don't need their hands free to run. They kind of do.
2: I guess it depends. Are their hands tied in front of
4: them or behind them?
3: I I thought you did behind them, didn't you?
4: If it's behind them, it's more aerodynamic and they'll go faster.
3: Fuck, I cut them free and I was like, everyone, run! And then I run.
4: Uh, One of
2: the scientists just yells, evacuation policy!
3: I don't know what that means, buddy!
2: Yeah, but no, they clearly do because they get up and they immediately start, like, sprinting.
3: I I run where they're running. Uh, Yeah,
2: so they're running into the street back onto the Beachline neighborhood. At this point in the day, you're starting to see, like... Like, people about, like, people getting home from work and stuff, and like, kids uh, getting home from school. Is there
3: a scientist close to me? Yes. Are these people safe here, or do we need to tell them to move?
2: No,
1: run.
3: I make a big voice, like, with my illusion power. I make a big voice. I was like, please evacuate the area.
1: A little more specific. Tell them to come to the beach, and they're going to run to the explosion.
3: And I go, please evacuate to the beach.
1: Mandatory pool party.
2: (laughs) Mandatory pool party. Never mind, new episode title. (laughs) uh
1: roll a persuasion check if you shut the bed here i will intimidate children
2: it's gonna be a plus five plus five circumstance bonus
3: <laughs> i would like to use my the hero i still have one hero point i'd like to use that so to re-roll
2: what did you roll I rolled a five all right so yeah you can use your hero point to re-roll
3: yeah okay 18
2: we'll get to the results of visual aid in just a moment uh yardak and laserhawk what are you doing
4: as people are running, if I notice anybody that's, like, lagging behind or, like, old bitches, I want to basically use my water waves and whatever hyd- hydrants that are around and, like, whoosh them forward so they don't die.
2: Okay, so you're almost making, like, basically, like, a wave of your own just to, like, push them all into the ocean or towards the ocean. Yeah. Alright, and, uh, Laser hawk.
1: I mean, Yarnak just stuck what I was about to do, so I guess we're gonna press self-preservation mode going to the beach.
3: Boing!
2: Okay, I imagine maybe you're doing a little bit of encouragement, like, move your ass! Alright, and what was your total?
3: Total is 26.
2: 26, yeah. Uh, I think, you know, your voice is familiar enough, perhaps, that they all recognize, like, you know, they see you guys, and they recognize what's going on, and they, they don't even question They're
3: it. They're like, oh, a superhero's telling us to evacuate, there's probably a reason. Oh, illusions, lasers, and water? <laughs> Fuck, I know who those guys
1: are. You all make it to the beach.
3: And then I would like to call Neojin at
1: this point. You don't
2: get a chance... The explosion goes off, sending a cloud high into the air, and it's a blinding light, and the sound is deafening, and you are
4: blown clear off your feet. Is it a fucking atom bomb? Jesus.
3: Oh, for flavor text, I was going to say Ruby, like, sees a kid and, like, tries to shield the kid a little bit, although I imagine we just kind of both go flying at that point.
4: I want to throw a force field around all of us. Just go zoom, because we're surrounded by water. You're going to want to roll a toughness check, then. Okay. 21.
3: Yardak did a force field. Could I put like a wall right in behind the force field? Like just kind of trying to like put as many layers between us.
4: Oh,
2: okay. I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. You can have do that roller create check though.
3: 25. I'm just trying to put a, like as much between us and the explosion as possible, especially because there's a bunch of civilians here.
2: Yardak, you're throwing your water up into the air. Uh, visual aid, like right as the as the blast was starting to like knock you off your feet, you grab this child and you form a wall inside of Yardak's force field.
3: Mhm.
2: Uh, and Laserhawk, I imagine you're you're right in that same area, right?
1: That makes sense.
2: Laserhawk, you're right in that same area as this blast comes through. Now you're about a how do I put this? There is the street and then a series of houses, and then the beach that you're on. Okay. And you're seeing this this blast go high into the air. The people in the water are far enough away that they're okay, but this blast does like rip through the force field and then the wall, and then knocks you all to the ground. Roll a toughness check.
1: Yeah, should stay in fine. 25.
2: 24. 27. Your head is spinning. You were definitely scraped along the ground as it drug you a little. How's the kid? Kid is fine, like, you you held tight, you know, scared, screaming, not as scraped up as you are because, you know, you you were holding him.
1: So, as Brock's on the ground, writhing in pain, as Batman changed back into Bruce Wayne, I would like to pull out my phone and make a call.
2: Who are you calling? Well, actually, no, you can't even really make a call, like, you can't hear anything right now.
1: That's fine, I don't need to hear, I just need to see the numbers come up that says it's been answered. Okay. (laughs) Alright, so who are you calling? Kevin. My ears are ringing. I can't hear you. If you didn't see the giant explosion, there just was one right by where we are. So please fucking send some people out here. My
3: back is killing me. Quick.
2: And I guess from your perspective, you're hearing like,
1: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: I try to look at the, the little girl, I, just, I try to ask if she's okay, but then I realize I can't really hear her, and I'm like, are you okay? Oh, I might not be okay.
2: When you speak to her, it makes her a little more scared because she cannot hear you, or she does not appear to be able to hear you.
4: I would like to make a teddy bear for this child.
2: As you're, yeah, yeah, you're making the teddy bear. Laserhawk is doing, well, made the phone call. Yardak, what are you doing?
4: Uh, I'm actually, because the kid is freaking out, I'm going to walk over and do my wibbly-wobbly finger mojo next to the kid's ear and try to make him be able to hear.
2: You can tell, like, you can see the redness around their ears, sort of, like, you know, going back to normal, and the kid starts calming down, you know,
4: like, scared and rocking a
2: little bit, but calming down.
4: Like, not deaf anymore.
2: And, and you, as you look around... You can see, like, the, cl- the houses that were closest to uh, that building, boom, gone. The actual building that you came from, gone. That whole lot decimated. Uh, the people on the beach, some of them who are a little closer to you guys, like, look a little shaken, but they did not get hear- hit nearly as hard. Like, you were the closest of everyone to the actual explosion.
3: I guess I can't really- I try to get Yardak's attention. I try to be like, can you help- like, I try to point out my ears to Yardak.
2: Yeah, Yardak also, you realize you can't hear either, and you also got scraped up.
4: Yeah, well, I'm gonna do a little round robin and heal everybody.
3: I'm looking around, and I'm gonna see- I cannot remember her name right now, but I'm gonna see if I could find the woman- that we, um... Alice. I'm gonna look around and see if I can find Alice.
2: Yeah, she looks a little shell-shocked, but she's there.
3: I start making blankets and handing them to people, and I, I hand one to Alice.
2: Okay, it's not too long after that point, then, uh, that emergency crews start to arrive. Union arrives, you know, Kevin and,
1: and Alan um, and the couple people uh, from the downtown office. Um, are there any people on the beach who have been injured, or is it mostly that everyone has, like, the worst case of tinnitus in their life?
2: Right, right. Well, because Yardak got a lot of people into the actual ocean, they were far enough away that they were
1: fine. Like, scared, but not damaged. Okay, well I'm not gonna worry about getting people to emergency service. I'm going right to Kevin and handing him the backpack. I haven't looked at it. Here's everything I was able to get from down
2: there. The laptops are a little scuffed up. (laughs) from being truck along the ground, but uh, the bag's intact.
1: Well, there were a bunch of paper files in there, too, so... They spontaneously combusted, no, just kidding. Fuck you! I'm kidding! I'll fucking walk there to fight you. Meet me at the nearest <laughs> Denny's parking lot.
2: I don't know where the one would be.
1: Yeah, well, I guess if I could, you can communicate with me so I'm not going to the wrong Denny's, that'd be <laughs> awkward, not windy.
2: <laughs> so anyway, uh, yeah, you hand this to Kevin, and he says... Are you all okay?
1: Can't speak for them. There is not a part of my body that is not in excruciating agony. Not to mention, gestures around. I have PTSD, so this is lovely. Well, Yardak
2: was able to heal your physical wounds, but I don't think he can do anything about the PTSD. (laughs) Uh,
1: She was able to heal me to the point where I'm not still bleeding out. I'm assuming that as a 40-something-year-old
4: man, I'm still not feeling great. I don't have enough hero points for that one. <laughs>
2: All right, so what are you doing now?
3: Collapsing to the ground, the fuck! I'm going up to also the union agent, m- maybe the one that I'm dating. I'd just be like, sometimes, sometimes this is a lot, huh?
2: Yeah, Rickard is is in the heat of the moment, just grabs you and pulls you
1: close to him.
3: Ah, I miss me <laughs> Like I'm I assuming Kevin and Eleanor are kind of close to each other, and I'd be like, we uh we tried to get as m- as many people here as we could. I uh, luckily I was able to make a big announcement and tell them to evacuate to here.
2: As far as we can tell, there have been no civilian
4: injuries. This is brutal. Yeah, so who the fuck is responsible? It's more goddamn ninja guys.
3: There were a lot of ninja guys. I'll be honest, I think they were in there still.
4: Yep. Wasn't much we could do about that. In where? we?
2: I need, I need some detail about what happened here.
3: There was a... Like, office building in there? Office building, that's how you describe it, right? There were scientists and guards and stuff, You, you know, some of them there. Speaking of, be right back. Continue your scene. We discovered an elevator, went very, very far down. It seemed to be, like, I think underground. Like, once we were going down, we tried to call you guys, but, you know, there was no reception we found this giant generator uh we were fighting some ninjas but when we got into the room with the giant generator that's when we heard an announcement about detonation and then the plan became oh my god we got to we got to move
2: i'm just happy you got out me too i could see the mushroom cloud from from across the city
3: uh we heard them say something about like we've been compromised so they must have you know knew we knew something but
2: yeah no they they realized they were found out and probably Wanted to erase any record.
3: Well, we we got some of this stuff, so...
2: I'm gonna take this, and he holds up the backpack, I'm gonna take this back to the office and start going through some things. When you're ready, feel free to come meet me. We'll go over it. Okay. I'm not gonna ask you to come in at this time, you know, with what you just went through. And Brock, where did you go?
1: Well, I would like to return to the beach try to find one of those fucking scientists we escaped with. Oh, yeah.
2: Yeah, you you find the union agents uh, starting to uh, handcuff them.
1: Before they get a chance... I would like to jump literally right in front of one of them, and I would like to roll an intimidation check.
2: Okay. 32. 32. Uh, yeah, what are you trying to do? What, what are you doing? I guess I should ask first.
1: So I land directly in front of the scientist, my eyes glowing. I point to the union agent. He can't save you. I point to Yardak. He wouldn't be able to heal what I will do. I'm going to ask you a single basic question and you are going to give me a single basic answer or you will never experience a moment of your life ever again where you are not in excruciating pain. Who the fuck do you work for?
2: The scientist kind of just like steps back on his heel, looks down, looks back up, clenches his jaw and says... Black Crystal will
1: never be stopped. Boy, you just made the best decision you've ever made. And I go back to the gang. Black Crystal. Black. Fucking.
4: Crystal.
1: Why are they such assholes? Not gonna lie. Really starting to prefer Okanatek.
4: I overhear them and then it's like, fuck this. And just fall face forward into the water. I'm like, I'm over this.
2: So Yardak fell face first in the water. Gave up on on the adventure.
4: Kevin,
1: are you heading back now?
2: Yeah, this is uh this is gonna be my top priority for a little while here. This is a catastrophic event and I'm gonna have to, I know that there's gonna be uh some hell to pay.
1: Good. Hope your passenger seat's clear, cause I'm coming with.
2: Yeah, hop in into his, you know, economical affordable Honda Civic.
1: I turn to the other two. If you wanna stay here and help, I understand. If you guys wanna take a day, I understand.
3: I'm going with him.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know I'm fucking coming. I'm just not happy about it.
3: Yeah. Wait, don't I need to have my van back?
4: Oh, yeah, that's fair. If you
1: two want to take the van, I'm riding with Kevin. We've got things to discuss.
3: That's fair. The van has to get back somehow. No, that's that's totally fair.
1: All right, well, you two go listen to Carly Rae. Kevin, cannibal corpse. Uh. So Visual Aid and Yardak are heading
2: back to Union Base Uh. in the Visual Van, and you, Laserhawk, are riding with Kevin. And Kevin's just kind of, like, driving, he's got his, his hand on his head, he's like, you know, you can see him picking at the scar on his eye.
1: Stop that, you're gonna make it worse as I take off the domino mask. This is
2: fucked up, Brock.
1: I know, and we're gonna get the sons of bitches. There is not a place on this goddamn planet, in Atlantis, in the universe, where they can fucking hide from me. I just don't know what it's going to be like. Last time we really had
2: to take them head on, you know, We he's had Union at full strength, and now it's just... He slams his hand on the wheel.
3: Fuck! Send it
1: to you, soldier.
2: And, the, and it's just, he's just silent the whole rest of the way back to
3: the base. Cuts to us, bopping along with Carly Rae Jetson. <laughs> well, I imagine yours
2: is like, you're singing, but you're also on the verge of tears the entire time.
1: <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Brock's just sitting there with a thousand-yard glare listening to Hammer smashed face. <laughs>
2: so yeah you get back to the union outpost you know the agents are are not there it's just it's just you guys I think uh, he left Rickard in charge of like gathering the scientists and, and checking in with the police and everything well,
1: flavor text can I say that when we get to wherever we're doing this research there's a pot of coffee already made
2: yeah yeah it's back to the, the base that you guys were at just this morning
1: I take the whole pot <laughs> okay Ruby we
2: need cups
3: I make cups and then I cause I haven't I call Bethany just, uh, checking.
2: Hey, hey, Ruby. Are you okay?
3: Yeah. In the, in the grand scheme of things, I'm okay.
2: God, was that, were you, were you, were you in that? Were you there? Yep. All right, well, don't forget to, don't forget to mark yourself as safe on social, because I think, you know, you're people are gonna start freaking out real soon.
3: I, I will. I will in a second. Um, I was like, but yeah, I mean, like, I was in the building when they announced it was about to explode there. Like, that's.
2: Oh my gosh. Oh man, I. You're okay? Is everyone else okay?
3: Yeah, all, all the civilians are okay. They're Brock's emotionally damaged, but what's new? I Everyone's definitely shaken. Uh, there was I had to, like, grab a kid to protect them.
2: Jesus. I'll be home the rest of the night. Whatever you need, just let me know. Okay.
3: Well, we'll do, we'll do, thanks. And then I, I mark myself safe on social.
2: Alright, so, yeah, you make cups. Uh, Brock, what do you need to do?
3: I'm gonna call my son.
2: Dad, are you okay? They, I just got home from school and I saw what happened.
1: Oh, thank God I was about to ask you the same thing.
2: Keep in mind, he's on, he's on the literal other side of the city in the Centennial, but, you know, it's still the same town.
1: My kid might be hiding shit from me. He might have a secret boyfriend over here. I know he does it because he's ace, but Brock... No, Brock knows that. Never mind. I'm still calling... Yeah, Brock, Brock
2: knows that, but but he doesn't know that Brock knows that.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. Um, oh, thank God I was calling to ask you the same thing, son. I'm... All right. Ish. Okay,
2: Mom Mom just got home too. She's okay. She's fine. Yeah. Yeah. They're, you know, they're kind of preparing the hospitals to bring in some of the injured.
1: And I can imagine at this point, Brock's actually crying a little bit.
2: Uh, you all, as I was gonna say, I don't know if Brock will see this because, you know, you're in a call, but I think the other two will see this in a group text.
1: Brock's emotionally compromised.
2: You see a text from Pam, is everyone okay?
3: And I go, yes, yes, we all got out. Sorry. We've been trying to, we've been trying to let everyone know that we're, we're fine. But yeah, we, we were there. We had to deal with, uh, Making sure the civilians were okay first.
2: Pam says, I've got the suit fixed up. Whatever you need from me, just let me know. I'm, it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear you're all okay.
3: Uh, we're at the base now. We're just trying to figure out some stuff like that we found there, and we'll let you know when you know anything more.
2: Okay. Um, take care.
3: I just, because I think this is big enough, it'll be on the Axel News. I text my family in Texas to be like, hey, yeah, there resident- was
2: a. Oh, yeah. That's a great idea because this is definitely going to make the actual news.
3: Yeah, there was, a, I know there was an explosion. Um, I'm fine. I was like, uh, you know, running out to do some volunteering and so if you don't, so if I'm a little hard to reach that's, for a little bit, that's why.
2: Yeah, yeah, this is definitely like, to give you an idea, like scale-wise, like you were joking earlier, is this an atom bomb? This is definitely at least like, like a missile, like a missile's worth of explosion. So, are you doing anything in particular? Or are we just doing? A, I guess I'm assuming you're kind of just going over all the papers. Yeah,
3: right? I'm just going over. I like, besides letting my like loved ones know I'm safe, my like Ruby's mind is just on this.
2: And what about you, Yardak? Are you doing anything in particular?
3: I'm gonna hang out in case I'm needed.
2: Yardak and Laserhawk, uh, roll an investigation check. Ruby, I know you don't have investigations, so I guess roll a uh, an intellect check.
1: Okay. Well, actually, I was going to suggest... I figure everyone else is going to be going through the files. I kind of want to look at that laptop. So, can I roll a technology? Yeah, yeah, this
2: is, this is like for all the marbles.
1: Okay, alright, yeah, so an investigation. I mean, yeah, if
2: you want to roll a technology check to investigate the laptop specifically, if that's what you mean.
1: I mean, they're the same score, so... 21.
3: Uh, 15 overall. 25.
2: All of these combined... It, it takes some finagling, you probably have to call in Data Kraken, but you are able to get this laptop on and break
1: into it. Hey! Hey, don't give me any of that, you're busy shit right now, you know what happened. Yeah, yeah, uh, what do you need? Trying to get into this fucking laptop, I'm assuming the pluck out of there. I know it's Black Crystal, so any extracurricular looking into it you can do, I appreciate it, this is gonna be my life for a while, but right now... I need to get into this fucking laptop.
2: Hook it up to Ethernet. Oh, let me, let me add it.
1: Seriously. I appreciate you, kid.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: I know, Brock. Take care.
2: Meanwhile, uh, Yardak and Visual Aid, you know, you're combing through all these papers. A lot of it seems to be like, not like ciphered, but it's like information you don't really understand, right? Like maybe some payroll stuff, definitely some information. Uh, the one thing I say you find is part of it is like a training manual. It is specifically training from Vapor Kappa.
4: You said Vapor Kappa so many times. God, my day just keeps getting better.
2: Uh, Yardak, you're kind of combing through these files, and it takes you, like, a couple different ones to figure out exactly what it's referring to. Uh, Because, again, it's kind of written in a bit of code, um, but you start to recognize a few phrases.
4: What the hell is this? It's encrypted emails? Wait, hold on. It says, okay, yeah, they were sent from the Black Crystal to the Green Wave. So the Green Wave and Black Crystal are working together.
3: Oh, my God.
4: But it looks like the Black Crystal, like, hid who they were. So the Green Wave is just working with whoever, who they think is just some mysterious entity. So they don't even know that they're working with Black Crystal.
1: Really? Mm-hmm. Bourbon.
3: I make a glass of bourbon and I hand it to Laserhawk.
1: Chapter 70 What Lies Beneath Part 3
0: Masks and Mayhem uses the game Mutants and Masterminds 3rd edition by Green Ronin Publishing. We are not affiliated. Be sure to check out our Kofi if you're interested in helping the show grow. That's KO-FI.com slash Mayhemcast. This episode was edited by myself, Pope Brandon Brownson, and it was written, produced, and tasked to retrieve the data by R.C. Byler. Our logo art is by Jen Evans and our font is by A.J. Eisen. Music for this episode was done by myself, Pulp Brandon Brownson. Our social media links, blog posts, and additional episodes can be found on our website at masksandmahem.com.
1: Green Wave is working with Black Crystal, but they don't know they're working with Black Crystal. Did I get that right?
2: Right. I, I mean, essentially, it's that the Green Wave specifically said, like, how they got... Because I don't know if you remember, they had, like, runes that were able to stop Yardak's water manipulation. Like, they had a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and, and um, their leader specifically said at one point, you know, when, when I got these files... At the time, you had been like, oh, I wonder what that's all about, and then never followed up on <laughs>
1: And vapor cap is involved.
2: Uh, well, if you remember that, you know, vapor cap. The midnight gang was working. The midnight gang was working for Red Crystal last season.
3: To be fair, for a good part of like since we did that uh, art, we were in the future.
2: Yeah, that's fair. But people should write notes. You know, you don't always just have to go with what I suggest for the plot. If you actually had ideas on what you wanted to do, except for the time travel thing, you didn't have a lot of choices. Yeah, we, all, we just honest. kind of ended
3: up in the future, buddy.
2: But I'm just saying, no one ever brought it up. It's not like it's not like I, I hid it
3: from you.
1: So that was the end of it.
3: Boy, howdy. What not some shit, gang? That was fun, but Ruby is gonna have to think about how to, like, paraphrase this to Dr. Bellum.
1: You
2: know, I realize I meant to ask you if and how uh, <laughs> Ruby had told Dr. Bellum about <laughs> going to the future. I'm imagining it would have just had to, like, oh, I had the worst
1: dream.
3: I think that's it. She 100% said I had the worst dream. So, Doc, let
1: me start off by saying cocaine's a hell of a
4: drug. I think it was really fun, and then also it was... It really actually kept us guessing.
3: I think, like, the mystery element of it was really fun. Like, I was trying to figure out what was going on. Although now I kind of <laughs> want us to do, like, a st- more stepford Wife thing.
2: True. I did not intend to lead you down that way. I have no idea what you're referring to.
3: The, like, um, we thought it might be stepford wives or Truman Show because of those cars. You had three cars going on in a... Uh, on a constant the Truman loop.
1: Show reference I get. I don't know what fucking Stanford and Sons is or whatever the fuck
3: you just if said. If it's stanford Wives. Yeah, close enough. Well, I'm just saying that now I like think it would be cool for us to do something like that.
1: Duly noted. Yeah, so fuck Brock. Brandon's emotionally exhausted after that. That was some shit. That wasn't it.
3: Uh, yeah, the end was very exciting.
1: Yeah, there was ninjas and an
2: explosion.
3: Making me have to save Sloane. How dare you? I regret nothing. I know you don't.
2: Do you understand? A bit, do you, does it make a bit more sense why uh, why they were trying to get him?
3: Yeah, he's a smart asshole. Pun
1: intended. It's crystal clear now.
2: But also, does it make sense out of everyone uh, that they would try to get training from Vapor Kappa? He's a ninja. I mean, yeah, if ninja's what you're going for, then fucking mm. yeah. Yeah, anything that you weren't a fan of? I guess apparently I, f- I was a little too misleading about the Stepford
1: <laughs> part of it. It was a good bait and switch. Solid red iron.
3: Even though it, like, it was frustrating to deal with, the fight where neither uh, Yardek or Ruby had, like, their powers was really cool.
2: Yeah, that was that was fun. I was like, because I didn't know exactly how, because there definitely was the possibility that you could have, like, tried to break the glo- glove, but it probably would have taken a bit more effort.
3: Um, well, would it barely broke when I, like, used it as, like, a... to open the door, I was like, ah, that's probably not worth it. N- yeah, no, I think you refused to answer this uh, at the time. What was the plan if I hadn't, like... What would have happened if I hadn't, like, forced my way back in that room?
2: Oh, they probably would have kidnapped him.
3: Yeah, I don't want I that.
4: Yeah, thank fucking God, because that would have been more bullshit to deal with.
2: Against his will, but they would have kidnapped him.
3: I'd
4: have broken his neck
3: all the same. Getting a little murdery, Brock.
1: Brock's a little salty. <laughs> Brock was just an explosion.
3: For once, it wasn't Sloane's fault.
1: This time. <laughs> that we know of. I'll red string a little here. I don't trust him. That's
3: fair.
2: Oh no. Danning, it's spreading.
1: I trust him about as much as his name doesn't share a name of a urinal company. I shit the bed on that joke.
2: We'll probably be able to edit around that a little bit. Baba boy. (laughs) There, there's the laugh we can edit in.